This week on EXM, Crofton has a new blog called The Question Mark on EXMPodcast.com. It's great. Go read it now. Steam. This is Galaxy. Galaxy. This is Steam. Who watches the trailer watch? A new window with a view of the horizon is on the horizon. Konami apologizes for causing you anxiety. Twitch formerly bans adult-only games. Frag dolls get fragged, and we discuss the future of MMOs in the dialogue tree. All that and more coming up in 30 seconds on EXM. The podcast that is like an arcade for your ears. Pew, pew, pew. Bing, bing, bing. You're now listening to the exclamation mark. Welcome to the Exclamation Podcast, the podcast that is like an arcade for your ears. Pew pew pew. Those are our arcade sounds. We can't afford real arcade sounds. Supposedly, you have to pay money for those. Uh, my name is Crofton Steers. I am one of your two podcast mentors or guardians or heroes. I don't know. We are uh, going to feed all sorts of video game news stories into your ears this episode. We're going to talk about stuff. Uh, With me, as always, is uh, my loyal companion on this journey of video game exploration, Bo Schwartz. Bo, how are you? Hello, Crofton. Hello, EXM listeners. And hello, chat room uh, here on the live on the Twitch uh, stream. I'm good. Uh, How are you doing this fine? Well, it's actually rainy, but how are you doing? It's a fine afternoon anyways. What's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, we're we're live streaming on Twitch. So if you're listening to the audio version of the show, feel free. Uh, on Monday evenings, normally we do a we record um, live on on Twitch, which is a fun thing to do for the most part. Uh, I get to see your lovely face, Bo, while we do this. Um, I said Aww. that with a straight face, which goes Aww. to show that I could be an actor. So sweet. <laughs> Oh, it's not sweet anymore. You ruined it. Well, I, I can know. see your lovely face, and I think it is lovely. Jesse's a lucky girl. Even though I don't swing that way, I can, you know, I'm, I'm a mature person that can say that. You but, can appreciate. Uh, we're not here to talk about our handsome looks, even though uh, that could be a show in and of itself. I think we're here to talk some stuff. So, do you have anything that you want to talk about, Crofton? Well, just before we get started, I did want to mention uh, one sort of piece of housekeeping. We're trying to, like, you know, we're trying to build the show. We've just gotten started. We're only, what is this, episode eight or something? It's eight. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're fairly young by podcast standards, uh, com- especially compared to our sister show, Good, Bad, or Bullshit, which is well past 100 at this point. So, I mean, it, in terms of adding quality uh, and, and content to the, to the, to what is a week weekly podcast uh, I've started doing a personal uh, blog dubbed the question mark which is going to go up uh, I'm, I'm striving to have at least one blog entry a week it'll go up on the exm podcast uh, web uh, web page and I'll, I'll tweet it out uh, links in our Facebook group and all that sort of stuff um, so yeah the first episode went out last week and it kind of expands on 
concepts that we've talked about before, like the gaming generation gap that I mentioned. I sort of mentioned it offhand and didn't get into details about it, so I have a po- I, I have one up on that, and I have one this week on JRPGs. You guys know I've been playing Xenoblade, uh, so I have sort of thoughts on, on JRPGs in general, and uh, you can look for that this week, and hopefully I'll, I'll keep up some blogging. Well, that first one I did have it read, and I've always been like, how can you not enjoy watching stuff on Twitch? And I felt that article helped me help me to understand you a little better. So I think that was a it was a good thing, and it changed at least one person's life in this world a little bit. You know, my co-host made our friendship he... a little better because now I'm not going to be like, why don't you watch Twitch? Oh, I'm just going to be like, wow, he's old and out of touch. I guess uh... <laughs> that's how. Yeah, think about me that way. I I know I'm a grumpy old man. I'm becoming a grumpy old man, but it is interesting and it. What the article, what the blog touches on is, is, is you know, with a lot of older gamers like myself, like mid thirties, having kids, when, when is the generation gap with regards to games? When is stuff gonna, gonna start, you know, differentiating between generations like we do with music and 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 other things? So I think you're starting to see those seams form, and I talk a little bit about them. So if you're interested, give her a listen good way to kill 10 minutes at work it has pictures too oh pictures all right well um that it, that's a really exciting addition to the exm uh, content i have another little addition to talk about um so you're pregnant I, as you know not that kind of addition but uh, good 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 catch like good you know yeah it would have been clever if i would have been pregnant that you, you would have busted me but no as you know this show is called the exclamation mark but sometimes i test the limits on the title of the show uh, by just only talking and playing heroes of the storm so i'm going to continue doing that right now which is um so i talked about the the tournament the sort of casual tournament that's been being planned by um by me and scott johnson uh called heroes of the pants and um, this is mainly a frog pants centered tournament, but it's open to everyone to join. Uh, spots are limited, and I can't guarantee it'll be a, uh, there'll be a spot for you. But if you're interested and you've got five people willing to join up and participate in the Heroes of the Storm tournament, um, you can find more information. You can sign up. I don't think there's that much more information yet at tiny.cc slash hero pants. Um, I'm really excited to be a part of this. I've Throw, I've put together a bunch of rules and we're trying to organize it and both Scott and I can't wait for this to be announced and for us to be playing games. We're looking at possibly doing some shoutcasting for the finals and there's talk about prizes as well. It's all very exciting but all sort of community oriented. This isn't the pro leagues. Um, I haven't checked the list but we're kind of hoping that you know Cloud9 or any of the big esports teams have signed up for this thing. We'll get creamed. Um, but uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing Go to tiny.cc slash hero pants and find out. And if you're just interested in finding out what's going on with the tournament, then, you know, watch this space and uh, I'm, I'll be sure to be updating, you know, the show <laughs> with yeah. stories about the, the tournament. And yeah, you'll be in the tournament and Bo and my team with Scott Johnson will crush you as you fools. Right, Bo? <laughs> I, Bo? I, so I'm, I'm, am I on? You're not, you're not on the team. I, wait, but you mean just because I haven't asked to be on the team, right? Like, I am on the team, No, I, no I, you need to know this. I think you need you have to find a team or sign up for the team yourself because I there's I'm no not, empty spots on my team. So far as I, I know, I'm on Team Scott Johnson. And, I'm not um, on your team? No, we've got Revan Don from Azeroth Roundtable, and we've got Willie Dills from the Angry Chicken, who's formidable, 
And I'm not 100% sure who the fifth is yet, but I think pretty sure well, a few people the have, been, the few people have already been asked, and I'm sure they're going to take it up. So, sorry, Crofted. You're going to... Uh, awkward. I don't you've know never I can... played Heroes of the Storm. Like... <laughs> I know, but there wasn't a tournament before now. And it's also launched today. So, um, also big news. I'll talk about it a little bit later, but the official launch date, like it's, it's an open game now. No beta status, no nothing. The How much game, does it cost? It's free. Oh, sweet deal. So you can go in, play some free-to-play heroes, and play the game. But uh, I don't want to take up too much time pre-show talking about the game. I'll probably be talking about what we've been playing. But I want to let people know about the tournament and uh, how exciting it is uh, for us to be a part of it. Almost as exciting as the question mark blog that you should read. Okay, now that that is out of the way, let us go into the show proper, which of course begins with the news in a segment we like to call readme.txt. Okay, so as always, there's a lot of news to cover. Um, it's always, it always seems like uh, this is a busy period for video game news, even though there isn't that many big releases coming out. First piece of news on readme.txt, uh, Good Old Games, or GOG, has launched a competitor client to Steam. Uh, it's called GOG Galaxy. It's only in beta right now. But uh, you can you can download it off the GOG dot uh, dot com website, um, and you know w- along with Origin and Steam, this is another sort of client in which you can download uh, virtual games uh, and digital copies of games and play them on your PC. I mean, it's uh, it's a little more focused on older games. Uh, and um, it, it is owned and run by CD Projekt Red, which is funny because like um, CD Projekt Red is known for kind of being a PC first company, and uh, Valve, the company that it is responsible for Steam, also you know PC first. So I you see sort of where EA and Origin is just a giant goliath company uh in the case of cd project red and gog i see it a lot more like steam at least early steam Bo, would anything lure you away from the sweet sirens call of steam um you know it's gonna be very hard i am super invested in the steam space and um i have had origin installed on my pc um i hate origin i'm sorry i i just you never know who's listening, but I'm just like, I'm like I don't like Origin. I, like, I, I don't like how that exit from Steam happened with the Origin stuff. But I still play games on the Origin platform. I'm a big fan of Dead Space and Mass Effect. And to get the games, I have to have Origin installed. But I actually have it uninstalled right now because I'm not playing those games. Um, so Good Old Galaxy has a good reputation. because uh, it's uh, Good Old Games, sorry, not Good Old Galaxy. Has a good reputation with me because I've tried some old retro games. But I'm retro games are have very limited appeal, you know, in terms of you. I'm not going to sit all week and play those games. I want to play new games. There's lots of new experiences out there. It's very rare that a retro game's going to do that for me. So, if you were telling me Crofton that Good Old Games was releasing a desktop app just strictly for retro games, I'd say no, thank you, because you know systems already bloated enough with all kinds of software running in the background. I don't need another launcher 
on my system for games I'll play 1% of the year, 2% of the year. It's not it's not just that though. No, I it's know like, it's it's like so the big things I took away from the article we had from the the one I'm reading one from Polygon here, it's that there'll be DRM free. That's a big deal I think on this platform. And uh and the other one is that they'll have new games similar it's going to be a Steam competitor with new games. And I still say Steam has provided a solid environment. They're going to need to really forklift my ass off of Steam to go to another environment because I don't want 50 applications to get all the games I want. I really don't want that. You um, know, I, I would normally agree with you, like, but my t- the tide is turning for me on Steam a little bit. Just just as many gamers have had issues with s- certain aspects of Steam from early access to, you know, all the hubbubaloo with the Skyrim mods that we covered and all that. I, I just think that um, GOG, like I'm already a GOG subscriber. Uh, I have a bunch of games that I've bought through there. Like I have old collections of sort of retro games. There's a couple of newer games that I bought through GOG. Sometimes I get a, a you know, a better deal or what have you um, on on some games there. It's nice having a com- competing space. And the, the way that they worked it before is that like in your web browser, you kind of had a bookshelf and it looked a bit like when you go into your iPhone or something and you go to the books section of the, the app store, how they put all the books on a the shelf. Yeah. They do the same thing with video game box covers yeah. in, the, um, in your browser. Which is a fine and dandy, really, but it's still like you go to your browser, you log on to a website and all this, and it's not – I don't know. It, it, it It's not as substantive. It feels weird saying it. It's not as substantive of something like Steam where even though you don't actually have a box in your hands, Steam gives you the – biggest sense of like i have a game collection look at all these games look at all these screenshots i took in these games like and i feel having that client will um will allow me to feel more of a sense of ownership on the gog games that i sometimes forget that i own like i honestly like i'd have to go to the gog website to check on the games and i just i just don't i'm definitely going to download the client and at least give it a go and i I'm open-minded enough to like if I'm going to look for where the best deal is and if it's not on Steam then you know I'll buy on GOG. Yeah. I mean I'll, I'll buy on Origin for that matter too. Like I I Origin has those free games that they're giving away like I always claim the free game and I go and sometimes like yeah there's some games you have to get on Origin like you can't play elsewhere. But like I mean I'll check and if there's a good deal on a game and it's a better deal on Origin than it is on Steam or whatever. I'll get it. I'll get it there, and I'd love to support CD Projekt Red. Yeah, I think that's where you and I differ because I don't like to reward the online platforms that I don't prefer to use. So, like, that's why I don't have a big say. Origins like a DRM monster to a lot. There's a lot of reasons why people would claim EA is a big monster of a company, so don't use Origin. My principal reason for not using Origin is that I don't feel as a platform they offer me any value compared to steam like it's not even close not even close and um they're they're buggy they have buggy they have bad reputation with a lot of buggy launches for their games that are in-house that they have on origin that um i'd rather pay the extra to support a platform i prefer than to go with origin but i respect people for wanting to you know 
do the things that they do. I just that's not. But but GOG is like it's it's provided way more value per purchase than Steam ever has. Like when you buy a game there, often you get like wallpapers for it. Soundtrack, yeah. You often get um like game manuals and like a PDF document. They scan them and stuff. And yeah, like there's a lot of stuff that they give you. So I mean. Depending what they do for new releases and stuff, like having a new competitor on the market. I like the I th- good old game service. I do. Yeah. I just don't know if... You need um, another client. I might try it. I may try it. I, it's just if it's like already... I turn Steam off when I'm running like uh, shows, like when we do podcasts. Like I, I, I have to keep... I'm like a nerd like that where I've got to like manage all my running applications. If you have too many right. running applications, other stuff gets janky potentially. Um, so... That's why I'm not a big fan of, oh, here's another. There's a high bar you have to meet to be to sit in my system tray. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sweet. All right, let's move on. I, um, so we're moving on to, uh, we, uh, we need like a, a sound for this, but we don't have one. Uh, let's use this. I used to be in a... <laughs> trailer watch. Watch, 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 watch. Watch, watch, watch. So, um... So, new trailers. is a trailer bonanza. Uh, XCOM 2, first up for the awesome trailer. Released this morning. Um, super excited for a new XCOM. I couldn't sit and watch the trailer. It was so boring. <laughs> Just, I'm like, I can't wait for the game. Happy it's announced. But it, the trailer has nothing to do with the gameplay. So, it's just like, ah, it's aliens. They're killing each other, whatever. So, but I'm excited. It, it- yeah, sometimes there's different types of trailers and the announcement trailers are sometimes like really the only story to pull from it is like there's a new version of this game that you like coming out. Yeah. Like I, rem- I remember at E3 years ago when God of War 3 was being announced, like they did this giant like panning shot of chains and stuff it just became really like they were building 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 and then it zoomed out and then it's like kratos and then it's just god of war 3 and that's all you need to know and the big takeaway was like there's another game like the games that you like coming soon you know and and, uh i think that that's uh that's the case with XCOM. it's the case with the the big um trailer released today uh data recording is uh rise of the tomb raider which is released today as well I was released today, and uh, look at it, us get the scoop on everything this week. Yeah, I, I I watched it. It's essentially Laura Croft climbing the front of a mountain and then getting into a walking into a cave, lighting a torch, and then it's like, you know, uh, rise of the Tomb Raider. One of the things I find hilarious in it is that I couldn't tell the whole time. Like there's snow and ice pouring on her, and she's wearing some warm clothes. But it kind of looked like she was wearing her hot shorts, you know, like her short <laughs> shorts, which made no sense in We're the going Himalayas. to the Arctic. I better pack my shorts. I know. I think it's. It, I think it's just leggings, which is still uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Still ridiculous. It's still but, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, it. But again, it's one of those trailers that is like, hey, remember her? She's still here doing cool stuff. This time it's cold, you know. Like so, I. I are you what? excited about? Does this excite you? Well, first off, it's a temporary Xbox One exclusive, and I have a PS4 and not a computer that could run. Well, actually, you know, it's not even going to be on computer uh, for a while. Oh, okay. For a while. It's a temporary Xbox One exclusive. So, uh, but the other thing is I never really even finished the last uh, Tomb Raider remake. I had had some sizable issues with it, and I felt it compared unfavorably to Uncharted. I know a lot of people liked it, but... Uh, it was not not for me. 
Well, I played the... No, I didn't play it. I bought it on Steam. <laughs> I bought it on Steam for like $5. Like, Tomb Raider's got sweet graphics, hair effects. Let's play this game. Bought it um, and just didn't play it. <laughs> it, it I still it is, haven't played it. <laughs> it is one, like, if you did play it, I would strongly suggest turning down. I made the mistake of leaving the graphics too high, yeah. and uh, it chugged my computer, and it's a game that you want good performance out of. Uh, and I think that probably dampened my in- enjoyment of it. You, but You know, I think I've bought, like, uh, so many games in that genre that I have to just stop buying them, even on sale, because I don't play them. But, uh, I don't, I'm like, excited for people. Who what other games like that are on con on PC? You only play on PC. I can't Sleeping think of one Dogs? of them. I own Sleeping Dogs. That's an open world game. But it's like this third person adventure kind of game. Like, I don't know. Assassin's I Creed. I've bought some Assassin's Creed I haven't played. Um, yeah. Batman. Tomb Raider. Example. Tomb Raider fall, falls into that like like uncharted and tomb raider uh, the level by level is sort of like tomb raider is a little more open but it it's mostly uh you know giant set pieces uh, in a very heavily scripted environment don't get me wrong i love those types of games and you know i still enjoy playing tomb raider but again i didn't finish it i think it's still on my computer so maybe i'll finish it but watching that trailer for the rise of the tomb raider didn't make me any more excited so but i guess for some people it would. I found it a little odd in the sense that everybody knows that game is coming, and it didn't really do anything to hype the game anymore. It was more like an announcement trailer, right? Yeah. Speaking of announcement trailers, the third trailer from Trailer Watch is um, Lego Worlds, which uh, which is essentially Minecraft with Lego. So the world is finally in, come in and of itself in a giant circle. You know, like well, Lego. Uh- if if you could be later to a party, uh, it, let, Lego Worlds exemplifies this. Like Minecraft's been a thing forever, and um, Legos had plenty of games, but they've never done the whole. Here's a sandbox with some rudimentary stuff, and admittedly, it took a great deal of courage and creativity on the part of the Minecraft developer Notch and whoever else helped him to make a game like that. Because you know, a big company like Lego is going to overcomplicate whatever it is they offer people. And already, um, one thing I heard about this particular game was that people were making Lego penises in Lego worlds. And, you know, Legos going around deleting it. But, like, in Minecraft, there's none of that. Minecraft's just like, here's some stuff, play. There's got to be a lot of Minecraft penises. Yeah, there is. It's just like, like we're not... It's got to be all dicks We're like 10 people that made this game. We're not going to do anything to police this god and then yeah because lego is married to its age category whereas minecraft is for everyone right 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 well like yeah because minecraft has zombies that attack you at night admittedly microsoft now owns it so they minecraft might be subject to some of the concerns that a big corporation might have but like lego has a reputation and it can't seem to be letting inappropriate content slip past it for a company who makes things that's supposed to be, you can make whatever you want. It's kind of, um, I guess conflict's the word, although I think there's a bigger word. Like there's just, it's two forces that run countervalent to one another uh, in, in this product to make an online game the way the climate is. However, I, the, I went on a huge tangent. <laughs> like here's, here's the thing though. Lego Worlds, I'll tell you, if I'm Lego... I'm laughing here because Minecraft is one of the biggest games there is. It makes a shit ton of money. It's ridiculous how much money that makes. So if you're going to rip off a game, rip off Minecraft, but you need a way like 
to, to lure people away from Minecraft, you've got to have like a brand, right? It's like a bunch of people playing World of Warcraft and then a Lord of the Rings game coming out that's essentially exactly like World of Warcraft. You, you can lure people just with the strength of your brand. So, I mean, even if they get 5% of everybody who plays Minecraft, I bet they're laughing all the way to the bank. So I think this is a good marketing decision by Lego. And honestly, they had pretty much run the gamut of every franchise I think possible. Minecraft uh, itself has boosted Lego sales. Like when you're describing yeah. it to a non-gate, what's Minecraft? It's like, oh, it's like Lego in a video game or like yeah, that's literally, literally the description of the game. So, so um, the I'm, world has come around. It's like it's like a Tomb Raider and Uncharted, you know? Uncharted's there because of Tomb Raider and now Tomb Raider's trying to be like Uncharted. It's like Minecraft is there because of Legos and now Legos but, there because of Minecraft. But if you want your block penises, Minecraft's the choice for you, my friend. I mean, they won't get erased. Okay. Um, so, that's it for Trailer Watch. We're going to move on to another item called... Well, it's not called anything. <laughs> uh, Windows 10 gets a release date on uh, July 29th, and it's apparently free. And the reason I bring this up, Crofton, I have a question for you. Did you get a little Windows icon in your system tray on your computer give, offering you free Windows 10? Shit, dude. I did. I, I did too. I, did, I didn't even see this thing. Get yeah. Windows 10. I, I see it right now. How so did that get there? You got to give them your email address. Now, I'm on Windows 8, so they have my email address because I log into my Microsoft account to log into my system. Um, I don't know how you feel about that or other users, but uh, you sign up and day and date when Windows 10 is released, you'll be able to download it for free. But why do I want to? Like, I'm happy with Windows well, 7. for gamers, um, there'll be a new version of DirectX. So if you uh, want to be on the cutting edge of, you know, what gaming libraries are available for use with your games and video cards, blah, 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 you'll want to update. Now, people, ha there's this historic hate of new editions of Windows. Like, you know, people like the Windows they're on. People don't want to switch to the new one. All I can say is, like, the new Windows... I think this one's built off of previous ones. I'm not an expert. Sometimes they do suck. But generally speaking, you want to always apply your service up, like your, the patch updates for Windows. And you kind of want to be on the latest one because it's the one getting the most attention in terms of security and support. So um, that, that old, you know, oh, skip Windows, what was it, ME? Like there was a few duds out there. 7, 8, and X, even XP was a lot of people like XP. I like, I like how they skipped 9. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they did that, but I read I read an article. I think something ten about is it. the last one, and then they're just not going to do numbering after that. But but supposedly they had these things with like the Windows ninety five and ninety eight and all this legacy Windows that if they used nine in the title that it would fuck stuff up. So they had to like. <laughs> it could not, be an urban legend though. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I I saw some shit on it anyway. But yeah. Windows, see the thing I don't like. I understand the DirectX. But I guess like my PC's old anyway, like older. Like it still runs some games pretty well, but I'm I'm not I'm not playing The Witcher with all the bells and whistles, right? So I mean I don't understand why I'd be an early adopter. Early adopters tend to be suckers. I should wait until they have a few service packs and then download the thing. I'll, That's I'll tell you this. I I had Windows 8 day and date. I bought it for like forty bucks. I think it was some special offer. Um, haven't had a problem with it. A lot of people I'm, are like, oh, Windows 8, it's got tablet interface. It's, it, it's fine. It's totally fine. The, this this whole, like, 
Windows users like, oh my god, new edition, it's gonna blow like every time there's one announced. Um, so, what happens if I click that button, Bo? The one that I can't stop uh, looking at a, now. A little box will come up asking you to put your email address in. It tells you what features are available in Windows 10. That's it. It says, hey, we'll let you know. Mine's still there, so I'm assuming I've got this new item in my system tray for two months, which, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't turn it off, but I, I'm not. I'm gonna ignore it until till July 29th. You know, okay. you might find DirectX 12 works even on your system now and makes some improvements for your graphics uh, usability. So I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss the new. So and wait, it'll work. PC. It'll work with Windows 7 DirectX 12. Is no, that what it you're won't. Saying? I'm just saying, but your your existing hardware maybe oh. maybe improved. You know, with new drivers that support the new DirectX library, if the games take advantage of it, especially if you're playing newer ones, um, this could actually be an advantage, not a disadvantage. So. Sounds like an urban legend. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, next article. So Konami, uh, uh, one of my old loves from childhood, has apologized for causing, quote, anxiety. Um, they better and- apologize. The fully translated interview uh, that has been recently released includes a mention that they want to go mobile first, but they went on to clarify that they value consoles and that it doesn't mean that the company's focus will be purely on mobile games. But let's face it, it's purely going to be on mobile games. Um, That's the sentiment we all had when they said, oh, this, this awesome Silent Hills project that we've announced, we're dumping it and we're going mobile first. Well, I don't want to. Like, you go like, oh my god, Konami is a big world changing thing you're doing. I don't want to beat on Konami too much because here's the thing. Here's the thing is like, I we mentioned this on a previous episode. I think they they make all their money through these pachinko machines in Japan or whatever. They're gambling machines. They don't make any money on gaming. And I thought they were gonna after Metal Gear. I thought they were gonna pull out of gaming entirely. So if the mobile market, which let's face it, is where all the money is made right now, is keeping them in gaming long enough for them, for the the market to change and them to then maybe get in on the next wave of consoles or whatever. I think that's cool. Like, I mean, I just don't want to see them pull out of gaming entirely with all their IPs and everything. That would be really crappy. So yeah, they do have a a, a very strong legacy. You know, the Konami Code. It's a it's a staple it's a of code. gamer culture. Like, uh, you know, uh, do their you names what it is? in the name of the code. It's up, 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 down, down, left, left, right, left, right, right. A B A B. Select start. Do I have that right? No, no. I think you made a mistake. Of course, I a, did. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. Left, right, left, right. A B A B. Select start. I think so. We're close. I, we're close for sure. Yeah, man. I'm. I feel. I feel like Listen, a jerk. I think yeah. I have a T-shirt that has it on it. I should be able to fl- figure this out. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, just moving on, so we can get uh, get to what we're playing soon. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, so Twitch bans adult-only games uh, from being streamed. Um, so. Basically, you know, Twitch, the streaming service that you're watching this on, says, "Hey, you know what? These racy games that might." people might consider inappropriate we don't want them streamed on our service um and so the game has to be rated adults only is it adults only that's what the ao stands for in the u.s uh then it won't be allowed but it has to be in the u.s if it's different rating abroad like the witcher 3 it's permitted so it's not by region it's centered on the u.s 
Um, and Everything so, is centered on the U.S. Well, well, if your company is based in the U.S., for sure. Um, and so, like, I think one title that came up was GTA San Andreas was like, oh, we can't play that one. That's adults only. But uh, they've gone on to clarify that if a game's U.S. version is rated adults only by the ESRB, you should not bra- broadcast that game on Twitch. However, ESRB rated mature versions of adults only title are permitted for streaming. So there are versions rated M of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and there's Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecies, another one, um, where those can be streamed. So I didn't even realize that there were two versions of San Andreas, like a like an AO and a M1, but um, I guess there are. Um, I think I think the hot coffee thing, the content that had like um that had like oh, the hot coffee interact- was a what was that? It was in it's in what what happened with San Andreas is that um you there was a dating system and at one point like you could uh go uh you'd go and be in girlfriend in for hot coffee would you like a glass of hot coffee or whatever and um <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and then uh, that ended up being like inferring that they were going to have uh, right, sex right but, clearly but hot on the game when sex. it was originally released there was like there was leftover code um that you know it wasn't in the game you could not access it in the game but if you were like a developer or a modder or something especially for the PC version you could access this code and the code was a, a sex mini game like where you're, you're you're like there's all sorts of mini games in GTA San Andreas it was a game where you were having sex or whatever with your girlfriend and uh and mm. when this was discovered, the world went nuts. And they were like, oh, my God, there's sex in this game. Oh, my God. Drive-bys are okay, but sex in a deleted code is bad. Um, and so uh, everybody freaked out. So eventually Rockstar had to you know, uh, issue a, a new version of GTA San Andreas that removed that code from the disc. Um, and so that's probably the two versions you're talking okay. about. So and it, so and to be clear, in GTA Five, I think I saw footage somewhere where you can go and um, solicit a prostitute to, for sex in your car. Well, you can do that in a lot of GTAs. So we can stream that, and the game's not considered adults only. Just no, I, because it just shows the car shaking. Okay. Oh, doesn't I thought? Oh, maybe it was a mod I saw that did something different. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay. I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. One of the theories that I heard was that this announcement was curiously timed with the release of Hatred, which is a game where you play a guy called the antagonist who basically wants to watch the world burn by literally murdering innocents. Like that's how you're rewarded in the game. And um, I feel because Hatred's rated adults only. I feel that game's reviewing really well on Steam right now. There's a lot of uh, positive reviews. And I think that game has an audience. Um, and it may, in fact, be a good game that some that many of us will have a hard time justifying playing because of its content. Uh, I know I'm a little uncomfortable with it. Um, I feel like it's kind of timed with that, that you know Twitch doesn't want to become known as the number one site to get your hatred um, innocent murdering innocence content on the internet. I'm I'm looking at Metacritic real quick here on hatred. It's uh it's pretty much the highest score is a seventy and it goes as low as a thirty. So it's not a Are very those critic well, reviews or user reviews. Critic reviews. Yeah. See, I think critically it's not going to do well, but I think it's I think games that are antisocial in nature like that have an audience, and I think 
people that don't want to play hatred aren't just going to review it negatively and the people who love it are gonna be like why can't more games be like this rock and roll metal and all that kind of stuff so well i played um what hotline miami and it was like it's kind of intense in that same regard like you're playing this crazy killer type dude uh, i don't i don't know like i i'm not saying that uh and it's not adults only and maybe it's the pixel art that does it or whatever i'm not sure um but uh but yeah i don't really have much of an opinion on the twitch thing like as we know from my recent question mark blog my opinion of live streaming uh and since no one's in the live stream chat right now that i can tell is that it's crappy so uh i don't really care about the adult only thing all right well um it's from the people that made the postal games have you heard postal yeah, yeah, I know Postal. Yeah, so oh. I, I feel like the company has a pedigree for debauchery, uh, like of being, they're the worst, basically. Yeah, they are the worst. Um, so I think you regain health by murdering innocents. Um, and I think that, like, you literally revel in, because I feel like those games are super violent, but at some level, even in GTA Five, you're talking about everyone's a douchebag. They have a conscience. Or their their humanity is somehow shown in some way. Well, you have you control what happens to a, to a me. Uh, you know, I mentioned that I was disappointed with the opening where they force you into a situation where you have to murder all these cops. But for the most part, um, it it gives you like you can run over all sorts of people with your car anywhere you go, or you can just drive on the road. You know, so. You, yeah, like it gives you the option. Like you, it's a, but it's more of a simulator in the sense that if you want to be a douchebag, do it. And it's not a game that's like, hey, murder innocents, and we'll we'll reward you with points and all the positive tropes of video games because that's what you're, that's that's your that's your goal. But anyways, we're getting kind of sidetracked with it. Uh, personally, kind of don't care. I don't watch any adult content on Twitch, so it doesn't doesn't muff me. But I was muff me. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't muff me. But um, hatred kind of is interesting, you know, uh, in terms of artistic expression. Games are considered a form of art. We may not always appreciate them. And sometimes when they are artful, they get rated AO. And, um, you know, they're, they're means to be distributed and advertised through social means like Twitch or Limited. So, But I don't think there's any games worth talking about that's affected by this. Ooh, hatred slam. All right, and uh, Crofton, anything else before we move on to the next item? Nope. All right, so the last one is a little reminder to myself that in order to retain my sanity, I need to stop thinking about Cyberpunk 2077 because the CD Projekt Red guys said, you're not going to hear about anything from that for a really long time. So if you, if any of our listeners were, were looking forward to news about Cyberpunk 2077, uh, just go cool off, take a cold shower, and... Um, just you know, it's like breaking up with a, a girlfriend. You just gotta put her out of your mind and do other things. I I, <laughs> I will say that uh, I, that surprised me because I thought like I know that they pulled staff off that to work on The Witcher Three, but I guess what I forgot or omitted in my brain was DLC. So um, The Witcher Three is doing extremely well for CD Projekt Red. They're going to have people working on pumping out some DLC for the next year or so, and then they'll probably all go back to Cyberpunk 2077 once they get to the, to that point. But The Witcher, I guess a game comes out now and you have at least a year after its release in which you're
you're supporting it and stuff. So uh, I got to say, it's getting harder and harder to stay away from The Witcher 3. It's getting a ridiculously good word of mouth. Uh, It does look enticing. I've watched some Twitch streams of it, and it does look very entertaining, to be honest with you. I'm like, oh! There was was some guy yelling at uh, Geralt. He said, I'm going to rip your head off and take a shit down your neck, like, as a taunt for, for, like, in the game. I was like, oh, man, that makes me want to play. I'm going to... I've got to hold out for Batman. Got to hold out for Batman. <laughs> got to hold out for Batman. I mean, is anyone a Batman going to say that to you? No. All right. Um, last little item. And I, I threw this in there because I wanted to underscore how irrelevant this really is to to everybody. Uh, Ubisoft retires all-female pro-gamer team Frag Dolls. Um, I didn't even read the article. I just wanted to mention this briefly because... I've heard about the Frag Dolls and not cared about the Frag Dolls for its entire existence. And I wondered if Crofton had any more insight than that on me. But um, I just, I, I worked for Ubisoft for a while during which the Frag Dolls were fairly prominent. And uh, at the time, and this is goes to show you how much gaming society has changed. At, at that time, 2005 or so, the Frag Dolls were like, like game, the, Ubisoft's goal was to increase. Part of their goal was to increase uh, w- uh, women's interest in video games and to have sort of role models in video games because it wasn't happening on the development side and games were still being and still are being primarily made for men. So I mean, they they, they provided sort of a gateway, but at the same time, they were all like very attractive ladies. They were all like, you know, it was that dual edge thing where they thought they were doing something good, but they were still kind of doing something bad. And now as I see them being discontinued, I'm like, you know what? It's about time. There's like as society is advanced, more girls play games. There's no there's no room for like well, an idealized all-female pro gamer team, you know, of, of, but, of pr- prettied up ladies. But also as a Twitch viewer myself, there are plenty of women gamers who have very successful streams and have audiences that these women couldn't get. And part of it was because the marketing and they might be really nice people, really nice women, but they came across as like a WWE clan of gamers. Like we're women and we play games, come play games with us on whatever. Um, And it it just didn't feel genuine or very interesting. And I think there are a lot of interesting and talented women who are playing games more in the public eye and um, doing way better than the frag dolls. I don't think we need to sex up uh, girl gamers. Um, I think, you know, we let their gameplay and their fans find their own reasons for liking them. And sort of, I think when you say the bad side of it, I think it's kind of that. So, yeah, I think it's a good idea that they did that. Hello there, Bo here. Uh, Just a quick little ad break. To let you guys know about another great podcast that uh, is a part of our podcast family called Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Three guys, Bo, Michael, and Crofton, select a topic at random using the random topic generator and debate whether it's good, bad, or bullshit. If you like this, I know you'll like Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher or visit our site goodbadbull.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I'm going to return you to our regular programming of the Exclamation Mark Podcast. All right. That was a full news bag. Now we need to move on to something a little bit different. Here we go. You always talking about 
about making kids' minds like vegetables, talk about them out on the street, smoking pot. This is games per minute. How do you feel about cutting his head off? Cutting heads off is fun. <laughs> All right, so, Crofton, uh, would you like to go first? I always go first in this section. Maybe you'd like to... Uh... Do you? I think I went first. Well, it doesn't so, matter. It doesn't matter. My name is always first in the document. So I'm all, yeah. Here's the thing. is, is We're going to talk about games that we're playing right now. I think that this past week, like, in my life, aside from times that I was camping or something, this has probably been one of the driest weeks with regards to video <laughs> games. I have... I played so both Xenoblade, uh, which I have mentioned before, I played for like ten minutes and did like one quest, small quest, and then I played Grand Theft Auto Five. I think I played one game of tennis on one of the characters' tennis courts in his backyard, uh, and that was it for the week. Um, so I w- it was a dry week, and I think part of the reason it's a dry week is. Clearly, there's nothing that's grabbing me right now, or it, nothing that I'm I'm super excited to play. Um, and I mentioned The Witcher and how it's really tempting, and it, it clearly is. Uh, but um, but I'm really like I'm waiting for Batman, and I know that uh, it's coming soon, and I just got to be patient. I'm gonna buy it uh, buy it day one. So I've been um, what I've been doing is the question mark, and that's been taking a bit of time because I did two blog entries this week. It actually like I'm getting used to blogging or whatever. But what's fun about it is that you dig into your memories of games, uh, and it's something that you don't necessarily do on, about anything on an active in an active way on a daily basis, or 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 even that often. Like reflect on experiences and, and things that are important to you, things that were important to you in games, or how games made you feel at certain points in time in your life. And so it has made me sort of nostalgic, if you will, for a bunch of uh, a bunch of games and a bunch of uh, experiences, and it makes me realize that there's a generation growing up right now that are playing games, uh, and they're going to be nostalgic for different experiences. And I'm I'm curious to see what those will be. Like, uh, what is it that's going to resonate, um, especially with all the choice that they have compared to what we had? We had very limited choice um, when we were growing up people had communal experiences almost everybody have played has played the same games growing up so it is interesting for me to think about this and and, and to formulate uh, more of these thoughts but it's not leaving a hell of a lot of time for playing other games so i haven't i haven't really played much uh this week hopefully you've played some um well i've played lots of a game <laughs> but it's fine like we can have this section be long or short but uh, I've been playing a ton of Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> so, Holy shit! I'm, yeah. I like I have to say, you are. I'm amazed that you're not sick of this game by now. Like here's you've the thing. been putting a ridiculous amount of time it's into true. this game. It's true. Um, here's here's the thing. Uh, first of all, I've spent a total of like 400 bucks in this game. All said and done since January, which I didn't realize. I did the sobering thing and looked at it. Um, so I feel like I have to play a lot of it to get my money's worth out of you know, each game. Um, but apart from that, um, I think that Heroes would have been a game I played kind of casually. Except, you know, I've been playing with a lot of friends. There's always lot, someone online who's like, hey, Gorath, you want to join me for a game? And it's like, oh, yeah, I'll play. You're like, you know, let me take a quick break and play this. The other thing is, um, you and I, we've played, you play Ultimate still, right? Like, 
you play team sports. Uh, Are you talking about actual sports? Yeah, actual. Like you play team sports, right? You play yeah. ultimate. You yes. set up a hockey ultimate. thing. Yeah. They're fun, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you know what the problem is? But is I it, play them once a week, well, though. The and, problem, and, and, the and, problem, and, hang on. The problem is, A, coordinating people, and two, your body right. gets tired. But imagine that kind of fun, except there's always people to play with. And your body never gets tired because you just sit in your chair and play video games. I understand, I understand that, you know, the point, that, but I do, I do yeah. find even in those situations, like I get sick, I get sick of things. Normally, at the end of the ultimate season, and this is just playing once a week, I'm legit just bored of playing. Um, and so, so, like, so I try and help you describe like, why I yeah. would keep playing. Um, if you think about, there's. 30-ish heroes, there's always more. If you think about each hero as like a new dance, if you were a dancer and you're trying to master this new dance, you don't get it the first time you do it. You keep practicing to get better and better. And for me, I'm really hooked on the idea of becoming better and better with each hero um, to be effective when I play that champion. I just find it's addicting to me. I keep playing games, trying to get better at all the champions, and I haven't gotten sick of it um, because it's really fun. Like the other day, I played as ETC. He's a gigantic cow. He's a tauren from Warcraft, and he has his ultimate where he makes everyone mosh pit. They all dance for four seconds, and I've got the country music skin, so it's this sweet country music. And like, you know, I was in a bush. I found all five of them grouped up. I pinged my other team to come kill them, and I slid in and made them all mosh pit got a mega kill those moments remember we play planet side and you get those crack cocaine moments of like serotonin yeah. where you're just like holy shit that happened <laughs> that's what you keep gunning for is that sort of feeling and you know i'm a huge crackhead when it comes to games like planet side um that here's the storm really sort of offers that that that, that rush of success for me so here's a question yeah. just before we move on from heroes um if if you're if you're listening to this and you're like me, a new player, and how, because you've mentioned before the game being accessible, but how does it work for a new new player? Like, if I come in, what's the first thing I see, and how how do I start a game? Um, you'll be Rainer and Uther Lightbringer, uh, who you might know from Hearthstone or World of Warcraft. Right, will be in there saying, "Hello, welcome to the Nexus." adventurer and in his uther voice and you go through three tutorial missions and you can keep playing tutorial games and then you go to versus ai where you and four other humans fight against five bots and you'll want to stay in there a little while just training those, those other humans that you're in there with are people who are in the same boat as you right yeah. like who've just done the tutorial Maybe. I go in and play versus AI when I feel like a warm-up game or practice, but mostly it's newer players in versus AI. Okay. And um, there's also a background MMR to try and make sure you're not matched with god players when you're, you know, like a chess ranking. Like if your MMR is really low, you'll get paired up when you start playing quick matches um, in that manner. The matchmaking is a little wonky. Sometimes I feel like you know you stomp or get stomped and sometimes i'm playing in randoms and it feels like there's a there's a five-man team on team speak occasionally but um you know i don't go in with an expectation to win every game i go in trying to have fun and do fun things and so every now and then you know games really bad but whatever um mostly you just want to go in there and have some fun and you know you've played some hearthstone there's a lot of polish on the game so even little things like throwing down an ultimate is there's a big flourish with it and as someone who likes his sly flourish mr flashblade uh 
you'd appreciate some of that stuff. But uh, I'm sure just start I'm, with the tutorial. I'm sure I would. I just want to make it clear for people that it's not like you're not jumping in fighting the pros right off and there's not some guy screaming at you being like, you're a complete noob. As soon as you start, why aren't you healing me? Fucked hard, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, will, like, that will happen at all ranks because unfortunately, and you know this from playing team sports in real life, there are people who are just think they're experts or want to you know, comment on everything all the time, even though you're just there to have fun. And there's lots of those people out there on the internet. So unfortunately, it's one of the tough things you have to deal with in a MOBA, but... You can mute people. If someone uh, is being inappropriate, mute them and report them. Uh, yeah, so that's Heroes of the Storm, and I have a feeling we'll be talking about Heroes of the Storm again. Uh, um, yeah, probably. I'm not slowing on playing this. This game has been really rewarding to me. Fr- Saturday night, I tweeted, I think I'm going to play something other than Heroes of the Storm tonight. I I looked at my games list on Steam. I launched Diablo and three and played for like five minutes, and I was like, "I'm just gonna play Heroes. I I don't want to play anything else." I like so. your alternative to it was another Blizzard I, game. You're such a Blizzard yeah. fanboy. I did go I did go eleven wins in Arena this week, um, so that was kind of an accomplishment as Warlock. It was nice. Almost That's twelve. I was so frustrated. Yeah. Okay. Um. um does, so when you say you start as Rainer, you mean Jim Rainer? Jim Rainer. Yeah. So they automatically make you Jim Rainer for the first three tutorial matches, like just, okay. just to get you set up and then you can pick from the free to play heroes i'm just curious yeah oh really so okay so you buy heroes you buy heroes but you can they're free there's a free rotation every week of like five to seven so you can just log in and try new heroes all the time Oh, I see. I see. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to up my gaming. Uh, gaming time. time tonight. We should play. <laughs> Maybe next week. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not talking about heroes. I'm talking about any game. Like right now, I'm not putting in That's the time. True. You just went on a big tirade about how you have no time. So yeah. All right. Well, maybe next week you'll have something to report on these. You know. Maybe fights. I will. <laughs> uh, and Leticus in the chat room says, "Are you guys Canadian?" And I just like to say, "Yeah, we're Canadian." Hello, eh? <laughs> we we are uh, we're hosers. Is it ho- um, hosers? That's that's the yeah. nomenclature for Canadians. Hosers are like beer drinking Canadians that like hockey, eh? Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's. So, uh, speaking of hosers, let's uh, move on to this. Now that there's one fine dialogue tree. All right, so for this week's dialogue tree discussion, we are going to ask the question, what is the future of MMOs? And this dialogue tree topic is inspired by the recent announcement, or today's announcement, in fact, that the MMO, the critically acclaimed MMO Wildstar is going free to play this fall. And uh, I think everyone expected that announcement. Um, which is kind of crazy because I've heard nothing but mostly good things about Wildstar. And um, it sort of makes, every time I see an article like that, whether it's the Old Republic or whatever, I find myself going, I remember the time when MMOs were exciting to play and to think about because of the promise of social social interaction and being online. But now it's so ubiquitous that it seems like the value of it's changed greatly. And so what are, if... What are the big games of the future? Because free-to-play is not an inspiring model for online games in terms of the amount of money they expect to pull in to support future content. Well, they, they 
pull in a lot of money. Like I saw, I saw a chart comparing free to play to pay MMOs or whatever, and the free to play ones tend to make way more money. It's almost funny that they don't start free to play to begin with. Um, but uh, I think the the idea is that you can consistently plan your finances if you know you have X amount of subscribers paying you fifteen bucks a month, and like MMOs have been around for a while now. Like I, I remember, I remember when they announced Ultima Online, which is one of the first MMOs. Yeah. It was it was like in the late in the late nineties or in the nineties sometime, and I was just like on paper, like the paper description that Lord British at the time the creator of Ultima gave uh, just was like mind boggling, you know, that there would be, it was like a virtual world. It was all your dreams come true. Like it was a virtual world that you could play around in and, and there would be animals and like you could hunt them and then you could like do all, like all the things that you could do in the real world. What, what people quickly learned is that uh, in the real world, everybody's not running around being a hero. Uh, most people are working jobs. And so a lot of the shit that you did in MMOs ended up being either busy work or boring. And, and new content wasn't there for you. So people didn't want to pay 15 bucks a month for the same game month after month. They wanted more from it. Like they wanted added content. They wanted added bells and whistles. Uh, and this is, it used to be people were happy paying just for the game, like having that online functionality you talked about. So yeah, it's, they're at a crossroads now where they need to like determine is our MMO still viable as a, as a genre in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, constantly making money or you're better off just annually releasing new installments of a series like Assassin's Creed or Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, and I think the ubiquitousness of online capable games period cuts into an MMO's value and appeal to the gamer marketplace. Uh, Latticuse, who's still in the chat room, sort of points out games like Hearthstone and CSGO are gaining popularity at a fast rate. And these are games that you play online, they have lobbies, they match you up, you get the online experience without, I don't know, it being a whole virtual world. But I want to tell you something, Crofton, that I just thought of. Earlier today, for funsies, I logged into a multi-user dimension. Um, you know, MUDs, um, they're still around. Are they really? Yeah, and I'm subscribed to this newsletter. It's this company called Iron Realms. And um, I just, I was like, oh, let me check it out. I always get their newsletter. And they had a, uh, a Midkemia one, you know, the Betrayal at Crondor yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I logged in and Raven made a character. Ice. Yeah, I logged in and made a character, a female elf. And um, I walked, it was all, t it's all text. <laughs> and I walked naked out of a, out of a, a lake and I was naked, and some that sounds some, like something you do, yeah. Some pervy other elf appears and says, "Oh, you're naked. I can give you some clothes if you type in, give me some clothes." Like it's a tutorial on how to type in commands. So like, I took the clothes, I picked a tunic and trousers, and then I had to get my backpack out of a chest, and then um, I think I did a few other things, and then I was like, oh, "I'm bored." And I just closed the window. And someone someone pinged me to play Heroes of the Storm, and I was like, "Well, that's it for the multi-user dimension." But um, I kind of there's some kind of appealing to the world of imagination, and I think people who like MMOs and multi-user dimensions are not playing it to be a part of a raid team or to be elite online. They're looking for this fantasy experience that they can share with people, and I think World of Warcraft does not really do a good job of that. They do things really well. They have a beautiful world, but I get lost in a, a game world, say like Skyrim, 
it's way more immersive than something like Warcraft with all the the gamification and windows and health bars and buttons and stuff like that. And there's well, l- less and less of that magical online experience. Well, I think I think it's a little too much me too, right? And that's that's the problem. Like I worked uh, when I was working at Ubisoft, I ended up working. This is way back on this uh, customer support for this game called Shadowbane, which was like not a popular MMO at all, but it had a unique hook, and that it was very player versus player. Uh, it, it really attracted the trolls, uh, but. <laughs> But it provided it provided a unique experience, uh, and yeah. people, we we sort of like while the player base dwindled, it hit a sort of cap. And like it was a shitty game in terms of how it was built and all this, but it provided a unique experience. And I feel like you know I was excited. Star Wars is a brand name that attracts me. The Old Republic came out. I was excited for. It. I started playing it. I'm like, oh, it's another. It's another like hotkeys, hit the button, wait for your power to refresh, hit it again. Um, MMO, I'm like, I, there's a reason I don't play these games. I'm looking for a gameplay experience. And we recently discussed Terra and how it's like the most played MMO on Steam. And I asked you, is that the game with the better gameplay? And you were like, yeah, it's like where you you can roll and it's it's more like Zelda style combat. And I, I just think that, I think that it, for MMOs to succeed used to be that they were limited by the bandwidth that people had. They didn't have the high speed. They didn't have like what we have now. I think future MMOs really have the possibility to give us entire worlds and amazing gameplay, but it's really hard. They're really expensive, really complicated to make. So, I mean... They're big uh, risks. Yeah, big risks for sure. Big risks. I guess like the game that I'm thinking of that isn't like an MMO style but is online is like basically Minecraft. Like if you want to build a guild house, you can you can build whatever the hell you want and invite people into that game. So I don't know. I think I think we might see a lot of games trying to go in that direction, Lego Worlds, like we talked about earlier. But um, I don't know. I feel like MMOs will be around, but we need to get away from this whole MMOs are about fighting monsters all the time. I think everything's sort of in this rut of the same sort of thing we're doing in MMOs. And that's, to me, that's not why I play an MMO. I play an MMO for that online magic, social interactions. It's why I liked playing Planetside so much was the relationships built with people cooperating to do something together. Not so much because it was a shooter, because I don't play every shooter that comes out. Um, so there's a certain magic, I think, with an MMO if it connects with you. And I think... Um, I think we'll still see a lot of online games, but massively multiplayer. We need to get away from from let's all kill the big, you know, bad green monster or dragon well, I, or whatever. I could they, talk like there's a bunch of things with MMOs I could talk about all day. Like I, one of the reasons I like Planet Tide is I don't like the I. If you're playing a game where everybody's a real person, I don't like the idea of NPCs. Uh, I, I don't like the idea of. Um, I, 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 I like everything to be cohesive within the same world. So, for instance, in the case of, again, Planetside, your military soldiers in an ongoing war, they have lore that supports that. It makes sense that there's nobody else, uh, whereas a lot of these games make no sense. Like, or, or you know, they, there's, oh, there's these guys are computer controlled and then everybody else is, like... Uh, player controlled it i i feel like there's a lot of narrative dissonance there so for me what but in the end that all the little 
things, the niggling things that drive me nuts uh, about MMOs would all go away if the game itself was fun to play on a minute-to-minute basis. And like Xenoblade, for example, that I'm playing on 3DS or whatever, the combat gameplay is now at the point where it's really fun. So on a minute-to-minute basis, I'm I'm enjoying it. And it has like stuff like... um, cooldowns and things that are known for from MMOs uh but the way that it's all woven together I I very much enjoy it but then I get to a point where I have to equip all my shit and and go through menus and navigate more menus and I don't I don't necessarily enjoy that now I'm a particularly particular type of player but for me the future of MMOs have to be built on solid game mechanics and a continued amount of new content. You you get those two things, you can make money. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I tend to agree with everything you, you said there. And I think, I think too, I play a lot of World of Warcraft and I'm fatigued from... It's not the minute to minute. It's also the sense that MMO-style games have to have these giant slogs of objectives. Like there's a ridiculous amount of achievements... Gaining reputation takes a long time, and it's as short as it's ever been in something like World of Warcraft. But um, I don't like this. I like the grand scale, but I don't like the. I, I'm not a big fan of achievement systems or you know those kinds of reward systems that are really grindy. Um, and I think I think Warcraft was built in a time where that seemed like a great idea, and I think with so, so little time for us to play games. That our choices have to be, as you said, triple A quality. Um, you know that that we have to. We we need a different way to play games as as you know we all get older and have children and responsibilities and stuff. Okay, uh, I think that concludes that the future of MMOs, future of online games is bright. MMOs, uh, we need somebody to make something. You know the next awesome thing, and I'm not seeing it. Crofton, any yeah, thoughts? I see. No, same, same. Make make something different, original, uh, compelling game mechanics. But uh, I mean, it, it might be time to get small before you get big, uh, because I don't understand. How, I don't see how anybody's going to finance these big things. But you, yeah, you know, uh, at a game developer conference like two years ago, the Warcraft devs at a seminar stepped forward and said, "Guys, stop trying to make our game. Our game is not the future. Like, make something original. Like, even we know that we're not making a second World of Warcraft." So, you know. yeah, and Blizzard, Blizzard did can't didn't they cancel their other MMO they yes. were doing? Yeah, there was a something called Project Titan. Who knows what it was? I think maybe Overwatch. I think there was like a period of grayness where we weren't sure, but there might be assets from Titan used in Overwatch. Not confirmed. But yes, they canceled it. That was a press release. I think they said, yeah, whatever it was that was rumored, not happening. So if Blizzard's doing that, you know that, like, I mean, the, what you got to do to make money in the Western market is going to be going to be something different. It's different in the Eastern market. Like, you can you can do a Me Too a Japanese RPG and stuff, and you can probably make money there. But in the Western market, they're looking for. Uh, they're I think the time of the MMO is done. All right. Well, that sounds ominous. Uh, But you know what doesn't sound ominous is this great little ditty right here. Inventory management is a challenging and inexact science. 
Welcome to Inventory Management, where we answer the question, spend your cash or vendor trash? Crofton, what is your inventory management recommendation this week? Actually, Bo, look, I embarrassed you totally last week. For those of you who weren't listening uh, last week, what happened was I recommended one of the greatest games of all time. <laughs> I, I, I went first, and then Bo recommended that you watch some video about a game that's not released yet on the internet. Um, so to avoid you going through this again, I'm going to let you go first before okay. I steal all well, the guess thunder. Guess what? I have a game recommendation, an oh. actual game recommendation Based on the XCOM 2 trailer, I'm pulling out as a recommendation XCOM Enemy Unknown, not to be confused with the classic XCOM games, which I'm sure are good, but I haven't played. This is the reboot of the franchise that was a few years ago. It's on Steam right now for the next 48 hours on sale for like eight bucks, eight twenty-four Canadian. Um, so do you get do you get the um, the enemy within thing as well? Or? I don't think so. I didn't click on the see more thing. So maybe you don't need the DLC to for it to be better. Just if you haven't played XCOM and you're looking, you're listening to this recommendation, going, what does the brilliant Bo and Crofton have to recommend? Then you know Bo is telling you that XCOM game is amazing. Um, not for everyone. Watch a trailer. It's a turn-based tactical strategy game, but it's full of aliens, laser guns. And you can build a, a dude that has a jetpack and a sniper rifle, and oh man, is that OP. I love nothing better than to, than to fly high in the sky and snipe alien aliens with my badass uh, dudes. Curiously enough, I did buy the DLC, or the expansion pack, uh, but I haven't played it yet. You can see a trend with me here, dear listeners, that I tend to buy games that I'm playing <laughs> So, you know, I said, hey, let's start a gaming show where I can tell people that I bought the game but didn't play it. Anyways, I plan on playing it, so I'm recommending myself that I play XCOM with the expansion pack this week. Maybe that'll be my homework for this week. Um, and I'm recommending, if you haven't played XCOM, to play it. Uh, Crofton, I know you don't have any questions about XCOM because you are a huge fan of the game as well. I like me some XCOM, and this kind of falls into a category of games that I don't normally play as much. But I played the original XCOM way back when because I'm old, uh, and it was it was mind blowing. And to this day, like I think it is the best X. Like there's no, no they've never managed to surpass that, even for the time. Um, the, the the original, I think it's XCOM UFO Defense was uh is is fantastic. Uh I'm not sure how well it holds up. I think you have to have a tolerance for shit graphics, but I think gameplay wise it probably holds up quite well. Um so I definitely recommend XCOM Enemy Unknown as well. Also, if you are listening this far and you want a free copy of XCOM Enemy Unknown, if you first person who sends me a tweet about it, I have an extra copy in my Steam inventory, and I will just give it to you. So oh, we're not gonna uh, make, we should make people do something. No, no, no. I'm they just going to give it. In the next is, week, look, if they retweet and tell no, their friends about EXM Podcast. No, I'm not making people jump through a bunch of hoops. Okay. Like, I mean, if, if they've already listened this far in an episode to the dulcet tones of my voice, then for Christ's sake, they deserve XCOM Enemy Unknown. So just... Uh, you know, first person, but if it's gone, it's gone, whatever, yeah, and you don't it, get it. At least, you know, have nope. the courtesy of, courtesy, we're not requiring it, of following us on Twitter and subscribing on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, don't just ninja loot. 
uh, Crofton's precious XCOM copy. <laughs> Look, I'm giving no. You know, you can ninja loot it if you listen to this no, episode. No, you've already done. No, they've bad already. Behavior. But, uh, whatever. Uh, We're the worst promoters in the world, FYI. <laughs> you should uh, like, actually no. Don't subscribe to the show. See, this is a test bow because you'll see I'm going to get nobody's going to tweet me, and then I'm going to be like, oh, nobody listens, oh, and then I'll start crying. It'll be sad. Okay, uh, so my recommendation for the week is actually um, for the PS3, the PlayStation 3 console. It's exclusive to that system. It's a game called Vanquish, and uh, it's made by Platinum Games, which are the people that make Bayonetta, and uh, they're known for oh, kind of really? like – yeah. the same, same uh, developers as Bayonetta. That's a really – it was a really entertaining yeah. demo that I played. They're very entertaining <laughs> demo. Uh, they're they're known for um, h- high tempo action games, and this is like this is like Gears of War made by a Japanese developer on speed. Um, it's it's like the same sort of ideas you see in an anime or whatever. So like it's a cover based shooter, except like the suit that the guy's wearing allows him to like slide on the ground on his knees at like light speed across the, a level and like, you know, pull all sorts of super sweet moves. Um, so it's, it's actually really fun to play. The difficulty can be ramped up. It's hard enough on a normal difficulty. The plot is nonsensical, full of ridiculous tropes. Like it's, you know, the guy, the guy's got a voice that sounds like he's gargled with gravel and, and is smoking like cigarettes nonstop inside his helmet or whatever that, you know, zooms open and he smokes it and he's like, I'm going to get you bad guys or whatever. It all takes place on a satellite going around the earth. That's like some huge satellite with a bunch of robot enemies, but the gameplay, and this is the key here. This is a game that lives or dies on its gameplay. And boy, does it live like the, um, the controls and the action and, and, uh, you can find it because of this would be a game that would just vanish in, in the olden days. Like you'd be, you'd be bidding like hundreds of dollars on eBay for it because it sold so poorly. But in the digital era, we let's go to the PlayStation Store and buy a download. It's like twenty bucks or something. Um, even away before as part of the PS Plus package, but it's uh, it is fun. It's definitely worth a, a playthrough. Some people are gonna love it like crazy, but I think that everybody can appreciate it for sure. Um, it, you might roll your eyes sometimes at the plot, and I don't blame you, but I tell you the gameplay will keep you coming back. So my recommendation of the week is Vanquish on PS3. Pew, 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 I pew. I need to swing by your house and just give that game a try. You're really big fan of that game, and uh, you've talked to me a you, lot about it before. Um, you would like it. You would like it, I think. But again, it would be like one of those things where you're like, well, where's, is it on PC? And I'm like, no. And you're like, oh, I guess I'll go back to well, Heroes of the I Storm. I go over to your place and play the game. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, oh, you probably barely ever touch your PS3. You should give me a lend of it. And that, I can play Last of Us and uh, Vanquish. Yeah. Hey, you totally I mean, could. Your, all your gaming stuff. Uh, you can totally borrow. Stuff. It's collecting dust right now as I PS4 it out. <laughs> All right. Um, so I think that covers our recommendations for the week, and uh, we're running a little long, so we probably yeah. should wrap it up soon. Um, so very quickly then, uh, let's talk about where you can find out more about us. Uh, Crofton, would you like the honors, or is it? Sure. 
expodcast.com. That's our main website. You can find uh, all the podcasts there, uh, exclamation marks. Uh, you can also find my new blog I mentioned, the question mark. Um, on exmpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at exmpodcast. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash exmpodcast. If you want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. Um, That's exmpodcast at gmail.com. Also, you can watch us Monday nights generally, twitch.tv slash exmpodcast. That's what we're on right now. Uh, We'd also invite you, if you enjoy the show, to subscribe and watch our sister show, which is the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. That's goodbadbull.com, where we review various topics, give them the uh, good, the bad, or the bull, everything from vegetarianism to suntanning. So uh, you can also follow us individually, and uh, I'm going to start with my compadre, Bo. Bo, <laughs> if people want to follow you, where should they go? You should follow me on Twitter, at Bo Schwartz. Crofton pretty much covered everything else where you can find me. I will say that the next episode of Good, Bad, or Bullshit is a good one. Sweet. Spoilers. Uh, no. Uh, no that's just, good... just building the hype. It's an amazing build, build, one, but I'm not going to say what it's about. And if you want that free copy of XCOM Enemy Unknown, you can tweet me at Croft and Steers or maybe just follow me to see all the fun things I'm saying. Uh, I'm sure you will become a huge fan of me. I'll become an internet celebrity and I'll leave Bo behind. <laughs> Cut the dead weight while I can, right? All right, folks. <laughs> uh, let us close off the show with... I feel with- so loved and also... So, yeah, the last thing we got to do here is a little tradition that's eight episodes old already. It is the Master Game Theater Quote of the Week. It's now time for Master Game Theater. Now, this week's quote is brought to us from The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Uh, It will be performed by Bo Schwartz, who, you may not know this, has had formal acting training. And so uh, he will be be taking all this acting skill he has developed. He's been in plays in front of large audiences. And he is now going to, uh, from The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time deliver uh, a soliloquy by Navi the fairy. Uh, so, Bo, without further ado, the stage is yours, my friend. First of all, if I open up the uh, dictionary entry on overselling, I think a copy of whatever you just said there is going to be posted. But thank you for all the overselling, um, because it's uh, totally worth it. All right, here we go. <clears throat> hey! Listen! Hey! Listen! Hey! Okay. Listen! You only need hey, to do it once. Listen! <laughs> oh god, it's annoying in real life too. <laughs>